Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the immense pleasure to chat with international networker, Trish Wilson. Hello there, Trish. How are you? Hi. Good. Thank you so much. Coming from sunny New Zealand. Sunny yeah. right now. Sunny. It's, it's, uh, it's pitch black outside where I am. Sunny where you are. <laughs> it's bizarre, this international time thing. What I should have said as well is actually international improvement networker. Mm-hmm. You've got a bit of a niche with it, haven't you? It's, 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 I certainly certainly gone from the um, continuous improvement field, but I, I guess I'm pretty broad. So it's any anybody who's got an improvement mindset. Perfect, perfect. But just before we get into into networking and stuff, which is what I want to talk about today, um, who is Trish Wilson, and how have you got to sit in that seat today? <laughs> That's a good question. I was thinking, how do I actually answer that? I was thinking, my start point, I remember when I was five, and I remember sitting in school and the teacher yelled at everybody, and I was thinking, That's not fair. It was only one person who caused the problem. And so I was, well, even way back then, I was thinking about fairness. And um, then I you sort of like fast forward, and I ended up um, in the music industry, classical music, I was sort of trained performer and teacher and all that sort of thing. Um, but sort of towards the end of sort of that segment of what I was doing, work, I got about age about 25 and I went, work just makes no sense to me. This the construct and how it works and how people are treated and just all the frameworks and what happens. It just didn't make any sense to me. Um, so I remember sort of like, you know, there's age five, there's age 25. Um, but I was still doing the arts thing, but I was also, I'd moved cities. So I was getting involved in sort of some contract work as well, um, just while I was studying an arts management diploma. And then when I was 30, I got to the point when I was like, um, I started realizing I was more business minded than I thought I was. But then I ended up with a problem because I became too business-minded for the arts. So the arts would just go, could you just stop with all this business thinking? Um, but too arts-minded for business. So business people would look at my CV and go, well, what on earth do you know about business? So I went, right, I will solve that. And New Zealand's quite a, a place where you really can reinvent yourself. So I did a whole lot of contract work. For, so first block of um, my life was arts. And the second block was contract. So in any industry, I just go, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. You know, a lot of people in New Zealand's like one degree of separation. So people go, oh, Trish, are you free at the moment? Do you want to come and help and do this? So all sorts of industries, all sorts of um, perspectives and sort of being in amongst it, being a contractor, you have sort of observed a lot of things. So it's always looking at how they worked and how people were treated and how leadership worked and what were the structs, constructs and how they, and I was like, this no, it's still making no sense to me. And I'd meet people and they'd go, oh, I really want to go and be X instead of Y. I think I met someone who was in construction and really wanted to be a musician or someone who was in a musician who really wanted to be in construction. So you're always like encouraging them, like how, oh, well, you could go and do that. Could I? Yeah, yeah, why don't you go and look at this and see how it works? So I got sort of a reputation. I'd go places and do a contract and people would leave because I'd encourage them to go and do what they really wanted to go and do. Um, but my very last contract was a continuous improvement contract. Um, and I went, oh, my goodness, here is a language. Here is um, a format and, and um, framework that can actually 
improve how people go about work. I thought, this is exciting, so exciting. And my job was to take over from the consultant and um, embed it more in the organisation. But I guess listening to my background, you can tell I took more of a comms training, big picture approach than necessarily sort of real detailed process improvement. Um, we had a, it was a wine company, really well-known wine company, family-owned, um, so it had a really good culture already, uh, but it was 300 staff across a number of different sites, so how do you take all these people on this on this journey? So I was like looking and learning, because I guess I thought that way, but I didn't have the language and framework um, that perhaps other people did. So I'm learning, 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 I'm like always curious, I'm um, tapping into the lean clusters that people in the company were part of. And I, as I was doing that, I found across the company and across the country, more and more people who all had the same challenges and stories and questions. And I was like, if everybody started talking to each other, we'd all be better off. So I thought, is there a way to do that? Um, I looked for a, a network in Auckland um, just while I was still at the wine company and couldn't find one, so I started one. And just, yeah, just building the networks, always being open. And then I thought, there's got to be a way to do it. Right. Um, I'd started about 10 years earlier, I'd done a little music network, which hadn't worked, but it gave me the, <laughs> it gave me enough of the sort of like what to do, what not to do. Um, so, you know, I changed and this time I thought, okay, if everybody across New Zealand, all the companies involved in continuous improvement or lean, paid into a pot, you could pay a group of catalysts. That group of catalysts could go and find everybody and start connecting people. So, you can imagine with the contract um, sort of mindset, gig mindset of a musician and contract work, it wasn't too freaky to leave my job. So two years after that, <laughs> being in this role, I went, right. So I left my job and started um, started networking. And I had, it obviously, from those sort of years um, connecting while I was at the company, I had a network. But I just like, in the trenches, day after day, find people, bring people up, follow them up, work out um, what was needed, how it was needed, how we could make, how we could do it, uh, what it looked like, what was the impact. Um, and I've now actually, today is six years, six years exactly since I started, 31st, um, 31st of March 2014, um, full-time. Um, don't consult or train or coach. Um, I don't say that in a nerd consult. It's just that's made quite a point of difference because you're neutral. You're continually neutral. You're never looking for a gig with these people. Though of course you want everyone to join in the network. Um, but the network is actually an ecosystem. So you know some people are fully into it. Just um, you know they'll be contacting you, just like they're like really good improvement friends and some people are just like once a year so it's like quite an ecosystem of people involved in that yeah so yeah the, that's sort of how i got to got to be doing this in new zealand yeah wow well <laughs> so i guess firstly happy anniversary hey i know um, yeah. i was looking at it yesterday i sent out some national comms yesterday and i was like it has been six entire years six years so if you think that's like what two thousand minimum of two thousand hours a year 12, 15,000 hours full-time networking. Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> it, it is. Even if you say so yourself, it is. Yeah, completely is. Completely <laughs> is. No, it's well exciting. Well exciting. So what are the, for, to do it for six years, hmm. what are the benefits of networking for, I guess I've got so many questions I'd say. So firstly, what are the benefits <laughs> of networking for somebody? Why would, why would somebody network? That's a good question. I'm going to answer it with a, a few stories. Um, there was a very high-level uh, surgeon 
that I talked to one day and he went to an international conference and oh, it doesn't really matter where it was um, from New Zealand and he came back and I said how was the conference and he goes oh that's good I'm like what <laughs> thinking you know you've just been amongst your, your peers you know amazing thought leaders in your field and he said oh no the conference was good Trish but the networking was amazing the people I got to be around was amazing and the, the ideas and things um, we have there was another story of um, one of the best examples in New Zealand of lean is an hour and a half, hour and a half from where I live and an hour and a half from where a group of four people drove to go and sit, go to a site visit. And again, I said to them, how was the site? I said to one of them, how was the site visit? You know, thinking they're going to go, oh, yes, it was amazing. We learned this and this. And he goes, oh, it was good. And I'm thinking, again, it was that same tone. And I'm like, why, why do you say it like that? Yeah. And he said, no, no, it was good, Trish. It was good. They are good. It was a really good story. I learned a lot. He said, but the hour and a half there and back, so of three hours in total, um, in the car was just amazing being able to talk about continuous improvement for three hours with other passionate people and ideas. So it's the same kind of story. And I went to a conference last year. Um, this was around um, responsive.org in, in America. And it was people, you know, how do you sort of change up self-management and change the way we're running organizations? And it was, this, I would have said the same thing. How was the conference? It was good, but the people you got to meet, the conversations you got to have, the ideas you got to share, the fact that you didn't feel alone. I think um, whenever I ask people why, why networking, what's the, what's the value of, you know, people who really get it, they always say um, you, can, you can learn. You can learn, you can share, and you can not feel alone. And I asked someone, um, it was a few weeks ago, they said, why would I get involved in a network? This was because the, the network has sort of exploded internationally as people go, what are you doing, Trish? Can I join in? And he says, why would I join in? And he said, because I might learn something unique that I didn't know before. I'll be able to share my story that will inspire someone, and I won't feel alone. And I think that's, that's um, sort of part, you know, major parts of it. And last year we did a we did a conference here in here in New Zealand and we've done six now. Um, and when I wasn't going to run a conference and someone said, When's the conference? So I'm like, Okay, well we better run one. But I thought if I'm gonna run one, it's gonna be a networking one. It's not a sit down and listen to experts, even though there are stories, but the stories are from the people on the floor. So the people who are speaking have to be there all day. There's no no fly in, speak and run out again. Yeah. Um, but you, you muddle people up like a wedding planner. So from the beginning, you've already muddled people up, and then you muddle them by role, by size, by industry. This year, we were going to do by um, uh, company type. But the point of this story is, um, last year I curated it more, so I was actually more careful about who was in the room. Uh, I shoulder tapped people. I, it was public. Anyone could have got. Anyone could have looked. Anyone could have come. But I didn't chase everybody. Yeah. Um, so we ended up with a lot more practitioners in the room. So we had basically ninety-eight percent practitioners, and so you've got people doing, sharing with other people who do, who were doing, and just. Just the feedback, you know, I could give you the, it's on the website, the, you can have a look at the links of people, just what they were saying. Um, just the perspective. So it was really good to hear how other people have solved X problem, different perspectives, different solutions, different ideas, different people to contact. Someone emailed me afterwards and he goes, I've got a whole list of people to follow up with, Trish, and go and find them and connect with them. And um, yeah, so you just end up with this entire community of people who all have each other's back. Yeah, I love that, what you said about learn, share, and not be alone. I think those that's that, that, I can't I can't sum up networking any any better than those three words or those those three th those three things there because um, I've been in change now about fifteen years and at times I found change as an internal change person um, 
quite a lonely place to be, the single, the sole voice, um, mm-hmm. trying to push um, push a, a boulder uphill and, and some of the challenges. And what I've happened what I've is I've had nobody else I could talk to internally. Mm. And, and I've spoken to a number of change people recently that are in a very similar boat. So I'm now external, but um, I've talked to a number of internal change people who feel very, very similar about that, which is why I've got this, this burning burning thing inside me to kind of go, actually, we need to make these people not to be able to create something that whether they can share, they can learn, and they're mm-hmm. definitely not alone. Um, so mm-hmm. I think there's, why do, why do more people not network? Oh, <laughs> why don't more people do it? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. Uh, well, just hold that for one second because I think the soul voice is really crucial because, and I found it when I was the CI person, you're, it's not your job to go, I don't know what to do or I'm confused or is that the right thing to do or to question or to, um, your job is to inspire everybody else. So you are in a, when you're in the company, your job is, is outward focused, but yeah, who's topping up your tank? Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's sort of, um, who's got your back. And I remember I had this one person and he and I were going through, it was fairly identical what we were both going through in terms of the challenges, um, the successes and the challenges. And we used to have a coffee and a breakfast um, fairly regularly because you could just be really honest and just go, you know, whatever, whatever we were facing. Um, and that was just huge. You'd go back to it going, God, I'm, I'm reinvigorated again. Now I can keep going because actually someone's, yeah, someone's filled my tank up and I don't feel alone and I've got some ideas and I've, you know, someone to, to tap into. So I think it is, it's, it's huge. And I think it's, it's unfair in a lot of times to expect the improvement change people to be that sole leader because yeah. often often they're actually the sort of people who could lead organizations but they're 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 in the structure somewhere but they don't have the they're leading by influence a lot of the time they don't have the um, exact resources to make um, the resources and the decision power often so yeah. yeah it is quite a lone lone place um but why don't people do more of it it's a good question yeah. i'd forgot i hmm? forgot i'd ask you that question yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah why do why do people why not do more of it change people primarily so i've got i've got um I've, I've got and i was talking to somebody earlier this week and um and i think a lot of change people i've got a bit of an ego that they think that, and I don't know whether it's that coming back to that point that, that you've just made there, that they come into a business and they, they are seen as the ones who are there to change. So they can't say that they don't know. I don't know whether that feeds the ego. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of change people in my experience think that they don't need to change or that they've got all of the answers already. So why would they go to a network? And that, so that's my hypothesis in my head about, why change people don't necessarily network as much as they possibly could. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's probably, a, it's probably a few things. Um, possibly, I think, I think one of the reasons is, um, just gathering my thoughts, <laughs> gathering my thoughts, gathering the next story. Uh, yeah. It's possibly the, the the type of personality. Okay. Um, and I know that's going to, you know, you sort of go, oh, that's getting on a sort of like a bit of a bandwagon. But 
over the over the years in the particular um, network in New Zealand with the continuous improvement lean people, a number of them have told me they are introverts. Now they've they've told me I haven't gone and done any research or any anything like this. So you'll be chatting away and they'll go, oh, networking Trish, you know, I'm a I'm a um, a self-confessed introvert. Um, I'm complete opposite. I think I scored 92% extroversion <laughs> on yeah. some test I did the other day. I just can't help myself. I'm just like really curious and I'm always asking questions and want to know more. But um, the people I've been talking to, uh, you know, once you get them on a one-on-one or something they care about, there's there's no shyness or anything. You know, they're really amazing, amazing people. But but it's like, how do you get them in a position where they're where they're comfortable to be connecting and networking? And I asked at the conference. So after people had told me this, I, you know, you've got a conference, you've got a full day of people networking, talking to each other, which they're going to go seriously. Is that really what? <laughs> is that really a good idea when it's sort of like not your natural inclination? Um, so I did a test at one of the conferences and I said, you know, this is what I'm sort of gathering from people. Can we have an idea, you know, who's, what percentage of people would consider them extroverts? Because, of course, you don't ask introverts to put their hands up. And, you know, the extroverts, like, their hands went straight up and I'm like, do you want me to speak as well? I'm like, no, I don't want you to speak. Be quiet. Um, I just wanted to get an idea. And it seemed to be about 70-30%. So I don't know whether that's a similar, so 70% introverts, 30% extroverts. So, but the way in the conference then you go so that means you know you're in with a whole lot of people who maybe it's not their natural inclination to go about sort of networking connecting um but you've got a whole lot of people who just care hugely hugely about improvement hugely about people hugely about their staff their business um how to make things better and that's your starting point and once you've got that starting point people are just like off like rockets which is really cool um I guess that, that's sort of like one part of the answer. Uh, there is, I think you talked about the ego. I think there is a group of people who have their approach and have their way of doing things and they know better and they don't need your help. Yeah. And I have come across that. Um, this one particular company I can think of that just, they are following a very, uh, very well-known improvement approach. And they just like, you can just tell they're like, no, we don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need the network. We don't need to learn. We don't need to know anything else. We, we've got this. We're good. Thanks. Yeah. So, so they're not. They're just not out there. And I'm thinking, well, that's you know, from of a perspective of like, how do you network and how do you do a good network? Well, you're missing a you're missing a trick because if you've got a network of catalysts, someone like me, you think, and I'm thinking, okay, oh, who needs to know X and who can we connect with Y? And you think, ah. Oh, well, yes, you're smart over there, but you're not. You're not doing the learning, sharing, not alone. How we how we all in this together? You don't have that mindset, and if you don't have that mindset, then you can't generate a lot of really good stuff. You know, that's not a good. If you don't have that, it's not a good springboard. If you don't have that, yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. So, I've been to a number of physical when I was allowed out. Me, I was physical networking. <laughs> Um, uh, events where it's been like small it's it's local networking so it's been like small businesses um, I've been to some networking um, in in cities where it's been more um, sector specific um, and I'm part of some um, online networks as well virtual virtual networks how should what's the best way if somebody wants to go network and then they see all of these different different avenues and different things that they could do and they don't necessarily know what that first step should be. What should they do first? How should how can somebody get into networking? 
Yeah, yeah, I think two two things. One, you have to be curious. Um, and my sister said something to me one day. She said, you ask a question and then you're curious about the answer so that you can ask another question and you're curious about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to have that, you've got to be curious. And that, that can, you can do that anywhere and anyhow and um, you just just go, how does that work? Um, yeah, and, and just follow things through. Um, and I think the other thing is don't write anything or anyone off at the beginning. So Yeah, what do you mean by that? So I had a, I had an, and I guess it's partly possibly back to your ego thing, um, <laughs> you know, and d sort of don't be shut off. You never know where, where something amazing is going to come from. And so you have to be a, a little bit of an explorer first. Um, so there, I, I remember I did an international meetup and um, someone connected in with it. And I, I'll be a bit broad about where, <laughs> The details but they're in a particular country where you, you might not necessarily you know you hear about things from the news and you don't necessarily know a lot about that particular country but there's an amazing young man there um and i was sort of he connected with me on linkedin and i was like oh okay and then he can i'll sort of take my own advice and be a bit curious so we went back at Woodsford's a couple of times thinking, you know, where's this going to go? Is this going to go into a, you know, have you got a job for me? I need to come to your country sort of thing. But actually it turned out to be, he's just probably he's in his late twenties, um, really thoughtful, really um, practical. So he's doing a lot of improvement stuff, but just really wants to connect to make his, make his um, country better. You know, just like we need that thinking here in New Zealand, oh, not he's not in New Zealand. We need that thinking in our country. Um, you know, want, just really wanted to tap into a global network. So I did a connection one day and somebody afterwards said, oh, no, I don't think I can learn much off, off, off this person. And I was like, well, you've just completely shut down any p possibility of what might come next. That doesn't mean that everyone's going to help everybody. And I think that's the, that's the magic of having a, I guess a, a catalyst or a curator or a person in the middle who just get to know people. If I hear that, if I hear someone go, oh, I can't, I, I can't get anything out of that person. That's back to that sort of ego. I don't, you know, I know what I'm doing. Here's my solution. You know, I, I don't really need to, I'll, I don't really need to tap into that person. Oh, that was such a shame. I didn't. Yeah. What's the, what's the secrets of a good network? Because you're an international networker. So you must have, there must be some hidden secrets within some of your networks. Because, and, and you're celebrating your sixth anniversary as well. So you've got longevity. You've got mm -hmm. international status. What are, the, what, what are the secrets of a successful network? What did someone say to me the other day? We were talking about this in New Zealand. The, the, the core of it is the people with a particular mindset. Yeah. That's the core. That's the core. Um, and then a good, uh, a good way to fuel it. So good platforms, good, um, activity, good, um, like literally fuel money funding, um, a good why. And that, a good purpose is, you know, even, even if that person is, uh, purpose is, um, we want to be in amongst like-minded people. That's enough of a purpose for some people. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't have to be sort of change the world, solve the world's problems. So it could be as well. Um, but yeah, the, the, the people and then 
sort of a good structure around it, really. It sounds yeah. so simple when you say it like that. Oh, if only it was. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's it. So what are some of the challenges that you've had over the six years? Um, one of the challenges is just the variety of the people. I mean, there's just such amazing people, but there's, there's just such variety in what they want and how they want it. And then how do you put all that together? So somebody last year, they said to me, oh, I looked at your website, Trish, and I got the network. And then I went to explain it to someone and I went, no, I haven't got it. <laughs> and so then I was talking to them and I said, okay, well, if you get, say, eight to 10 people, and, a, and this is, so this is the New Zealand um, Continuous Improvement Network, um, you'll get people who want to host site visits. You'll get people who want to go to site visits. You'll get people who want digital meetings. You'll get people who just want an email. You'll get people who just want to know there's a group out there and they don't sort of do anything all year. You'll get people who like talking to me. You'll get people who like um, connecting one-on-one -on -one with people. You'll get people who like breakfasts. Uh, you'll get um, people who like just being able to tap in and ask a question. So that's like nine different nine different versions already. So getting making it personal is one of the hardest things. And I guess that's why you back to that mindset thing. So you need yeah. the you need the people who realise it's not just you're going to get X number of breakfasts and Y number of webinars or whatever. It's like here's all the variety. It's variety because of because you're all special, you're all unique, you're all amazing people who are all on your own improvement journey. And then how can you all back to that sort of like share and share and learn and not feel alone? You're all on your journey, and how can we do as much cross pollination as possible? But then you've got to realise, um, and at the moment it's a really good example because we've got there's a really cool person, but he's um, he's an organisational change uh, leader in a council. Um, so of course he's just he's off the radar completely at the moment because he's yeah. just dealing with everything that they need to need to deal with. But then I've got other people who are emailing me going, um, I'm now at home, Trish. You know, I'm working from home. Um, someone emailed me yesterday and they said I'm at, uh, we're at home and working. All the business is not open in the next four weeks because New Zealand's on four week lockdown. Um, but afterwards, this is the this is what our customers and suppliers and things are telling us they're needing. So we're actually got to work out how to how to put something in place to work with that. So there'll yeah. be other people in the network dealing with that and you go, okay, how do we have a conversation about that? And a conversation in a way that everyone's everyone's smart. And that's been so that's so the variety is one challenge. The keeping the culture is quite a um, is another challenge. So you people really have to come in with the we're all equal we're all in this together. We're all smart. We've all got something to offer. We've all got something to learn. So yeah. That, to, to sort of tweak that and curate that and and um, not have people who are selling to others because nobody wants to be sold to. And the networks that I sort of, that excite me and, and that I run in the environments and platforms and um, meetups that we do, it's like yeah, that whole cross-pollination thing and not, oh, yes, I can help everybody here. We had a, a conference a few years ago and I have less and less Right. I'm allowed to say this, less and less um, externals at some of these events because <laughs> um, it's about three years ago and I said to this one, consult, one consultant at the halfway through the conference, how's it going? And he said, oh no, it's good Trish, I've been able to help a number of people at my table. And I was thinking, I know who's at your table and they are smart, they were all guys, they're smart guys. So the fact that you have not been able to learn something and tell me you know, a good story from what they've been doing, it's not, you know, that's not, that's not the right culture that we're, yeah. that we're looking for. 
But um, but again, it's back to the mindset because I've got this one consultant in New Zealand, and he's amazing. He's always putting his um his clients to the network. You know, he'll work with them, and he goes, "You need to join the network." And yeah. and I keep telling him, you, you know, you're unusual. Why are you doing that? And he goes, it's, "It's the greater good. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do to put people together so that they're then they're all benefiting from each other." Yeah, um, com- completely. So. When you have brought people together, have you got an example of any of the problems that have been solved by bringing people together from different places? Maybe it's different companies or different countries or any example that you that you know about? It's an unfair question, and I should have prepped you for it before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just popped into my head now. It's an interesting question because, because you can't – script or you can't get into someone's head enough to know exactly what to create and that's not a cop out <laughs> it probably if I'd said it like six years ago it would be like oh well you don't know what you're doing Trish but now there's enough examples that actually prove that 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 is probably quite a good starting point so we did one did one it was about four years ago we were talking about um opportunities opportunities for improvement ideas um idea systems or whatever everybody calls them, voice from the customer and voice from the floor, voices from the floor, and how do you create one? And so a particular company organization who was wanting to start one hosted, hosted a meeting um, to sort of discuss what could happen, why, why would you do it, how could it work? And at the end of that, we went around the table and people said what the biggest takeaway was. We got to this one guy and he said what his biggest takeaway was. And I just looked at him and I went, was that it? I would never have guessed that that was in your head. So from the whole day, he got something out of it that we didn't know was in his head. We couldn't have scripted. We couldn't have started with. So yeah. you have to sort of, you have to, we always do like a, or often from a catalyst point. So someone the other day wanted to share about um, how you start an improvement journey. So that was sort of like the core point. But obviously, once you get these people together, they're off, their conversation goes in all sorts of different parts um, of inspiration. Um, we talked about RFID, um, radio frequency ID technology. Someone had done a project, internal project, and done a really good story. They were, they'd done it in um, uh, their own business, but then we were talking to people who were involved in trees, like production of trees and chopping down trees, and they yeah. were talking about, could we, could we use that in trees? <laughs> you know, same technology. And I'm like, oh, well, you guys, you need to hear this person's story. Um, you know, but, but what, what happened out of that, I went back to the person who was, whose original story it was, and I said, thank you for joining in and telling us your story about what you did. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I just love talking to the forward doers. So it was, again, it was that inspiration. So, so if I went back to those people and said, what did you get out of it? I don't think I would have been able to create something at the beginning. Yeah. Would get what they got out of it, which, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah which is... Mm. No, I love that. I love that because because that's not it's about it's about just sparking those things, isn't it? It's about mm. that that initial conversation or um, the initial. So I've I've recently set up as as you know actually you're a, you're a, a member of it. I've recently set up a Slack group um, mm-hmm. where and a few people have posted in that some really quite um, some personal work related situations that they've been struggling with that then somebody has then offered to phone them up and, and have a call with them. And, and, mm. and, and, and I was, I was just at the uh, the sidelines of this, just watching this conversation unfold between two people that had never met. 
and this has happened a few times now, two people that have never met talking to each other about a situation that they both resonated with. And I thought to myself, bloody hell, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. There, there was... So I, I've, I've had this feeling a few times, and that, so that was an amazing feeling. It's like an amazing feeling when you see when somebody has, has improved something and they've got it themselves, or or my little boy has learned something new and he's excited to show me. Do you know that kind of that feeling of of just wow, that mm. bringing bringing people together. It had it had that effect. Um, if so. If somebody's sat at home now or driving in the car or wherever they are and listening to this and they go, I need to network more, what, what, where, where could they find a network that's suitable for them? What, what, do they have any set questions that they need to answer in the red about what they want to get out of it or how could – do you know what I mean? If, if, if I could give two or three takeaways from this, from this podcast, it's kind of like what does somebody – can do next to network more. What are the things that they need to ask themselves in the red to know that that's the right network for them? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, again, <laughs> again, a completely unscripted and unprepared question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to just add in, you know, that story you're talking about are those people who connect. I mean, you, when you watch that happening, your smile yeah. just can't get any bigger, you know, and yeah. you just realise how how amazing and how how talented people are and how willing they are to help each other yeah and how smart so many people are you know you, if you start with that that bottom line of you know how smart people are then you can just the world's your oyster you can just exponentially achieve amazing things yes um what would people ask about the someone said to me a while ago I said, I haven't found my tribe yet, Trish. Um, so I think it's a journey. It's, a, it's probably an exploration. And different people resonate with different networks. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not a necessarily a straight line to find the one that you resonate with. So, you know, some people, I know there's, there's a network, it's... it's more of a business network, but as thing is, you're not allowed to um, person running it. You're not allowed to ask the person what they do to the third question. You're not allowed to give your business card. You have to be asked to give your business card. So he's got some rules around that. It's more um, wow. IT centric. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's quite cool. Um, sort of how he's running that. Yeah. So you know, but I've I've been once to that one, and I I'm part of the comms. But for me, it doesn't resonate in terms of how I like to go about connecting and, and working with people. So so you know, more power to him, and he and he's doing a good thing, and he's got a lot of people who resonate with that. But but it's a, it's an experiment, I suppose. Yeah. But you've got to. Like, how do you like? You have to know yourself a little bit. And know what you're wanting to achieve. Um, so, who are you, and and why are you, and and how are you? <laughs> um, and you have, to, you have to put yourself out there. I think a few times, and I guess um, you know, with that sort of comment about the different types of people, online ones are easier. If you're not the sort of person who walks into a room and goes, "Woohoo, here's a whole lot of people I get to know, and I'll know them all by the time I leave." Um, you know, so that so there is a whole lot of variety out there. Um, like, yeah, googling, um, sort of 
I guess I'm quite active on LinkedIn, so you sort of scroll through and see what people are what people are part of. Um, yeah. And then you have to be, uh, I think you have to be a bit of a giver as well. So um, you and I both know Vicky, and Vicky is in Ireland, and she's um, and she off, she'll often put me in touch with people. She'll she'll go, oh Trish, do you know about this? Or I've got another guy in Brazil as well who go, Trish, have you heard about this network? Um, but then you've got to be, and I guess this is this is what I this is what I do, and this is what I love doing. So the guy from Brazil, he sent me a, a, a note about a lady who's net, doing a catalyst network. So for people who are more um, those tangent people, you know, just doing things a little different, who are alone, who feel alone, and she's created a network of people like that, so that they yeah. can sort of. Um, uh, share or feed off each other's energy. Um, she's in Australia. So, but then I followed it up. So I actually connected with her on LinkedIn. I found her email. I emailed her. We have talked. She's now invited me to their um, weekly meetups. So, so I guess, you know, sort of doing that as well um, has been quite, so you've got to do two things, you know, you sort of like what's out there and, and what could I be a part of, but um, who do I know and who can I say, who can I share with other people? So it's like, I guess it's that two way, two way thing going on. Yeah. You said earlier on, it's um, when, when people join it, it's about being on a level with everybody. Um, and, I, and I think you've also said as well that not everybody can help everybody. So I think it's awareness mm. that actually you're not really going to be able to help everybody. Everybody's not going to be able to help you, but there's going to be somebody that you can help and somebody that mm. can help you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I love that. I love that. And it's um, trial and error as well. There's, everybody's different um okay no really good really good mm. thank you thank you for that thank you if people wanted to know more about trish where would they go or how could they find about some about your networks and what you run and maybe join up and so where, where would they go for this so i'm pretty pretty active on linkedin so um to find me on on linkedin trish wilson um i should look up how many other trish wilson's are there are in in new zealand i went to the library once <laughs> and they said, what's your, what's your name? So I told them my first and last name and they said, oh, there's, there's however many, what's your middle name? So I told them my middle name and they said, it's eight of them. I'm like, it can't be eight people with exactly my name yeah. in my city. <laughs> New Zealand's not that big. But um, no, on, on LinkedIn. Um, what is your middle name? <laughs> Mary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I, I do have a website. So that's www.cice co.nz c-i-c-e yeah originally stood for continuous improvement culture everywhere but now it's continuous improvement collaborative excellence because i think it's it's any kind of improvement continuous improvement to me is just any kind of, i don't think that continuous improvement is another word for me personally yeah. um and collaborative excellence like the more we collaborate you know, you're, you're accelerating, you're accelerating the net natural by creating these networks. So it's what people like, want to do. Um, but how do we accelerate it? I think that's, that's the challenge, I think. So I think you didn't really ask, ask me this question, but I'm, <laughs> I might answer, <laughs> I might yeah. answer, yeah. Um, keep going. Yeah, because it's quite a, um, I think it's quite a pivotal role to make the acceleration happen because you've got to be constantly like being a detective. Who are people or what are they saying? Oh, you need to talk to such and such. But then it's not quite as simple as that because if you just, if you just go, you need to talk to such and such, you might not necessarily have done enough work on either side of those people to make the connection really stick. 
Yeah. So, you know, you've got to really get to know each individual and then think actually what matters to them and where are they potentially at in their journey. Again, you, you, you know, you're dealing with smart people, so you go, oh, I know where you're at, you need to talk to this person. So it's like you, you sort of throw out something, you go, interested in this potentially? But then you've got the, the type of people, that mindset, who go, oh, who want to grab it and go, yeah, tell me more, what's going on? Yeah. Or people who give you a really on. I think you need people in a network to make it work, I think, who are really um, honest. You know, they're, they're equal co-creators, so they're yeah. willing to give you good feedback and go, yeah, that worked, or, yeah, I like that connection, but I like that one better. You know, so then you can really make something quite amazing. Why do you do what you do, Trish? Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, so whilst you're thinking about that, um, because you, you're obviously really passionate about it, you love what you do, you've done it for six years, you continue to do it, you're bringing people together from not just in New Zealand, from across the world together, and, and as I'm talking to you now, you can see that spark, that passion, the, the love for what you do. But why do you do it? Sometimes I ask myself that question ask my husband yeah. that question and he goes it's variations of it's a good thing to do it makes sense it makes a difference um i guess big picture i mean i, I do love it i sort of think to myself i could, i should stop <laughs> you know go and get a go and get a job or something but i'd probably just end up doing the same thing <laughs> same thing wherever i went i just i do it and i just can't help myself do it and you know you'll be somewhere and your brain will just you'll be listening to something and go oh I know how, how that could work um, or a connection or um, I've heard, I know where I've heard that story before. I guess I asked myself three questions and I keep coming back to those three questions. It's um, could we, could we build collaborative networks? Um, what would, what would they look like? How would it work? And what would the impact be? Mm -hmm. um, and I think even bigger picture. So I guess I, I take a, and I said at the beginning, I, I don't sort of operate in the um, consulting training space. I don't really operate in the what I'd call the middle. So I operate at the individual level, so yeah. all the individual people, and then the big picture. What's the what's the environment? What's the what's the system? How can we? I read a good quote on LinkedIn yesterday, which was about if a flower doesn't bloom, you don't blame the flower and whack the flower. You go and change the environment. Um, and I thought that was really good. It's like, so what's the environment that we can be creating? And one of my really big picture questions to myself and hope and wider is there's so much value that goes on. So these podcasts are exa an example. Um, there's a, there's a, another example. So I guess if you, if you chase it, trace it, I ended up, I ended up curious. I connected with a guy called Chris on LinkedIn. He's got a group. So I'm part of that group on LinkedIn. He said, set up webinar, um, some uh, Zoom meetings and then there wasn't one happening so I said I'll host the next one so I hosted so the sort of like progression of things that happened then one of the last ones I got to meet this this lady connected with her did a bit of backwards and forwards messaging so you sort of like really building the relationships and then I'm sort of like watching things on LinkedIn and she posted about Joe the, the guy who's doing the PE I don't know if you've seen him he's oh, in yeah. the UK yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Barry's like got like well famous now. Yeah. Um, so, so she's like, I've been doing this. Now she didn't even post the link. She just posted about this guy called Joe doing PE for kids and, and adults. And I think he's even got something for like the older people who are self-isolating. So I went and found that and I've been doing that, doing his videos. I mean, he's doing it at nine o'clock in the morning, so yeah. it, which is 10 o'clock New Zealand time. So, so I've been watching reruns or repeats. 
Um, but he's adding huge value to me. How do we fuel or fund him? I'm adding huge value to people, but how do you fuel and fund it? And that's one of the biggest challenges, which is not possibly <laughs> maybe for another another podcast because it's you know if you put people together, do you charge them? Where do you like that horrible expression, clip the ticket? But how do you keep fueling people? So how do you how do you fuel you with your podcast? How do you fuel him? You know, and make it. I think he had like eight hundred thousand people watching. Um, how do you feel that? How do you feel me? And and there's a whole lot of um, my yoga teachers just gone online, for example. You know, all the people who run um, uh, run things and share things that just benefit everybody else. It's almost like an entire new economy. So it's, uh, I guess that's, you know, a, a bigger part of my question or challenge. Yeah. You know, what, what, why do I do it is, is also to look at that sharing of value and i i asked someone you know this actually does relate back and relevant to people listening um i connected people around an online ideas system last year there was somebody who i'd met in new zealand and i said you've got one of the best ones i've seen um i know someone who's trying to create one and i know someone who's got a challenge and they would be really interested in this conversation so we put those people together um and three of them sort of uh, joined up in the in the New Zealand network, but one wasn't. And I was talking to her about fueling it. And she said, well, if I'm, if I'm in that environment, helping other people, we're all on equal footing. And she said, I don't expect to be paid. I don't expect to pay, but I do probably expect to pay the, the catalyst in the middle. But it's interesting. I like, yeah, just for, for networking and giving yeah. and, and how do you get involved in networks for the people who are doing it? Yeah, you want to be in an environment where everyone's got that mindset. I don't expect to be paid and I don't expect to pay. That, yeah. you know, each other, each other. Yeah, no, completely. So I think, so what's going through my head now is there's, there's a whole, there's a whole industry for the, for the, the gig economy, the, the gig market, the, the kind of like uh, the people that go and do a particular, so like an Uber driver uh, is part of the gig, um, gig economy um, and other people that just do a particular activity and get paid for that. But I think what you're talking about is in, in my head, I've got this, it's going the give economy, the give economy. So mm. it's kind of like if you're constantly giving and other people are, are giving, how does it, how does it pay? Does it mm. pay? How does it work? So I know you said it's possibly for another podcast, but you've, you've piqued my interest a little <laughs> bit and go, how does the give economy pay? How does it work? Uh, yeah, well, at, at the moment, um, there's, I've talked to a couple of people lately who've said sort of collaboration doesn't pay at the moment. It's like, organ, you know, making it a formal profession. But I think it probably has to. We have to work it out. And I'm, I'm I say blessed, I'm, I'm lucky that I've got a lot of people around me who are willing to have that conversation now, we haven't solved it, but they're willing to go, yeah. And then we all get to a point and we go, what about this? What about that? What about that? Mm. Because as soon as you know, people will say, oh, well, why don't you have a consulting arm? Or as soon as you have a consulting arm, you've got a particular flavor to then what you do. Yeah. You see, to, to run a really good net network, you have to be neutral, I think. You can't, be, you can't have one sort of, because you've got all these different people in it. You've got the variety of everybody in it. And so nobody wants to be, 
yeah, nobody wants to be sold to because right. everybody's in the network knowing the value of everybody else. And yeah. if anyone's selling to someone else, all of a sudden you've tipped the, you've tipped the belt, unbalanced, unbalanced the network. So that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I suppose, I mean, some people are funding it by doing it as a, as a, as a side thing. So they've got their own corporate salary. I know one guy who's, who's running it, he's, fully employed so he's got a full corporate salary and then he wanted inspiration so he started this started this network um there's not too many getting government funding to run networks but i mean you're sort of talking like that really bigger picture it's a it's a really good question and i think it's something it's almost like um and so you see how we've started this discussion My, my yoga teacher's gone online so obviously she can't do yoga classes at the moment, uh, but she's gone online and she's, she's basically transferred everything online, including the same money. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, but you're dealing with some people now who probably uh, have got no money at the moment yeah. and you haven't done it from a point of view of we're all in this together. If she'd asked me, but you know, if, I guess if you take that particular example, if she'd asked me and, and um, sort of said, how could we do this? I'd be going, yeah, absolutely go online, absolutely prepared to pay for it. But it's a different scenario. We're all in a different scenario. So I think possibly you should charge this instead of that. Yeah. Um, but she hasn't. Right. And so I think, you know, you sort of like, I want to keep you going, but you're not trying to keep me going. You know, it's not yeah. enough of a two way thing. No, so I think the gig economy is, yeah, yeah. It's a, whereas I heard of someone else, another a Kiwi friend of mine said, doing Pilates and the Pilates teachers has, has halved it. You yeah. know, so they're, they're, but now that lady said, oh, now I can go to two. So now I can support, you know, can go twice. Now that's not um, the lady. So effectively, the Pilates lady is doing no more if work but getting the same amount of money because she's sort of like thought about it as a two-way thing. So I think the give economy, you have to think about it as a two-way. Yeah. And you have to also think about it as um, – it's getting quite deep now. Um, <laughs> what what do you as the person giving want to do it for? And my dad yes. asked me the other day, he said, as I was sort of saying about, you know, how the dynamics of it are working, and he said, yes, but are you getting, you love it, you're doing it, you, you, are you getting what you need? And I said, not quite, it's, it's a little out of balance at the moment, but it was a good question because he's like, what do you want to do it for? You know, with your time, effort, money, energy, life. Yeah is the equation working for you? So for some people, it would be fine. Um, you know, it, it would be fine as in what I'm doing, they wouldn't want a, a, a different balance. So it's a, it's, it's a very much a two-way thing, I think. And then, But then you need that back to that sort of like mindset of people who join these networks and collaboration and things. Yeah. yeah. We're all in this together. All in this together. How do, yeah. I, how do I help you help me? <laughs> We are, and I think it's going to become more and more difficult as well. Or is it might become more I mean, easier because I was um, I was listening to somebody the other day, and they were saying that um, more and more people are providing free um, free value, free content because everybody's saying that that is the way to to market um, mm. it is to provide as much value, but it's actually devaluing quality content because there's so much content out there. Um, so it's difficult for the consumer to work out what is good content versus what is not good content because everybody's offering content and value. 
Um, so they were saying that so like Facebook are starting to offer Facebook supporters groups where it's a it's a paid it's a paid thing a monthly subscription where you'll get free value. Uh, Patreon, I don't know whether you've come across Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it's a membership site where you get where you offer um, for a price people to to support you to to do what you're doing. So I don't know whether this is going to be the things that are of the greatest value end up on these end up on these membership supporter groups and, and, and sites or or if there is a way to live in a in a one hundred percent give place. Mm, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> no, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's it, if I think about all the people I've I've worked with and really resonate we resonate with each other. You know when it's coming from a genuine belief in each other yeah. or when it's coming from a, I need to build my business. And I think the people who need to build their business, it, fall, it does fall away. They get more traction um, at the beginning, for sure, but not in the long term because that's not what, particularly with the people I work with, work yeah. around and surrounded by there's just not that authenticity and they're just like ah oh, you know <laughs> yes they've they've given a free this or they've you know you can go and watch their there's someone who's doing that in New Zealand at the moment but but it's it's still back to that mindset it's still back to where do you come from and um, it's probably a, a good story one of the people I've got a lot of time for in the lean world he always says I can't teach you anything I can only share I can share my story and if my story helps you and resonates with you that's cool and I think that's that's the sort of people who are going to sort of come forward like this like like what you're doing like the PE teacher like like this guy Paul and yes he does go around the you know around the world sort of sharing his story in more detail but that's because people have asked him to come they've said we want to know more, but his, his, his thing is, here's, here's my story, warts and all, here's what I'm passionate about, here's what I'm doing, and he is doing it personally, here's what I did yesterday with this, you know, not what I did, oh, you know, 10 years ago, I did it in a business, and I'm still sort of surviving off that story, yeah, it's like perfect. I lived it, you know, I lived it yesterday, and how can we share all that? Yeah, perfect, perfect. Normally on the podcast, um, I, I have conversations with people a little bit later in, well, I'm not, uh, later into their day, but it's like right at the start of your day, isn't it? And I, I always ask people, what, what are they having for the tea? Because generally when I'm, uh, I'm talking to them, it's about um, three or four o'clock. Um, yeah. so it's good that, but what are you having for your breakfast, Trish? <laughs> breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had breakfast because I got up nice and early. Um, so what's a, what's a typical what's a typical breakfast for an international <laughs> improvement networker? Magic porridge. Oh wow! I call, I call it magic porridge because my sister used to come and stay for a while, and she used to do competitions in the in the um, in the, in events, and always made her magic porridge. And they used to win a lot of their competitions, so that's how it got called magic porridge. Um, porridge, like with, yeah, with soy. Yeah, what's the, what's the, what, what is it? What is what is in this magic? Oh, what is it? <laughs> it's, it's porridge. Yeah. Very, it's it, you've got to have 
what are we, Haraways? I don't know. Is that a, is that a, no, that must be a New Zealand brand. I think it's South Island brand. Um, and yes, I do have soy milk in my porridge. And then I sprinkle sultanas, no sugar. No yeah. salt, no sugar and sultanas. <laughs> so that is probably, that is my breakfast and that sets me up for the day. Wow. So you start every day with magic porridge and look at that, a six, six years on, net successful international improvement networker. Yes, think how much porridge I've eaten in that time. Yeah, wow. Well, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's another podcast, isn't it? It is. A, yeah, that, no, but um, I just want to thank you very much for your time this morning, this evening, whichever time zone I, I'm in and you're in. Um, it's been an absolute immense pleasure to talk with you. I guess just to summarise then, it's if if somebody wants to network, it's about them and they just need to try and um, and see what works for them, but they've got to be willing to give as well mm -hmm. and recognize that not everybody um can help them and they can't help everybody else as well everybody's on a, a on a level playing ground a um playing field was there, was there anything else that you said about the the, the key successes of, of networking just to summarize yes and I, I think not all networks are the same yeah hmm. so the people have started them and created them for all sorts of different reasons so i guess just because it's called a network or whatever, it might not be the right network for you. What is yeah. it? These are these are not the networks you're looking for, the Star, Star Wars thing. These are not the droids you're looking for. So find the one that does resonate with how you want to go about things. And that doesn't mean that the network that you found is wrong. It just means that the people in it, you know, they're, they're, it resonates for them, but it might not resonate for you. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. I think that's the perfect way to... Uh... To, to end this conversation just before I've got one final question the mm -hmm. when you said before um it's to learn to share and to not be alone is that a strap line that you've got on any of your networks or can i borrow it <laughs> i don't think i have i don't yeah of course you can borrow it we're all in this together <laughs> yeah fantastic. there you go that's yeah do thank it you. Thank you absolutely much. yeah no much appreciate <laughs> no but seriously though thanks very much again trish it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, you enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.